Peacock streaming the biggest sporting events, exclusive originals, and the latest movies. This February, we've got Super Bowl 56, the 2022 Winter Olympics, and the Peacock Original Bel Air. Plus the new movie, Marry Me, in theaters and streaming Valentine's Day. Sign up now at PeacockTV.com. Are you ready? Let's make some noise, come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton alongside me. As always, my tag team partner and the flagship member of the Broad Street Line 2.0 himself, one Chris Domingo. <laughs> Mr. Domingo, how are you doing as always during the pandemic this Saturday morning, sir? Oh, Roy. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I don't know. Like, like this is like that show, This Is Us. And we just took like a really bad turn. Like, I don't know, where there's like a cliffhanger. And because, mm. like, like I, I know it ain't the same as like March 2020, but man, it's, 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 I think it might suck as much. Yeah, of course, as Chris is referring to again, we are still in the, in the midst of the uh, COVID pandemic. Um, again, this is even, this is our first live show, I should say, of 2022, I should say. We thank you guys for supporting us over the last couple of weeks as the radio station was closed and stuff, but it was the first live show. But since we, since our last live, well, I'll say live show because we've recorded this all the time, but our, since our last live-ish show that, that we've done, it seems like the Omicron variant has kind of, um, kind of, I don't know, washed over the world um, as it would seem. Although yeah, I did, yeah. I, I did see yeah, this, stuff. I did see this. Yes, I did see this. Though. I did, did see this right before we re, uh, we signed on to record the show. I don't know if you saw, but on the Twitter machine, I saw that Rudy Gobert has entered the NBA's and uh, health health and safety protocols. That's kind of what started all this back in March of 2020. So maybe we're at the end. You know, maybe this is whole like the you know, time is a flat circle kind of thing. So maybe that's yeah. it. You know, you're down bad when you Googled more than 1.5 times. When will Omicron peak? <laughs> yeah when you when you see all the different uh the graphs and all that other yeah. stuff you're like oh man so like all right i'm guessing you know like maybe like early february like every, everybody now is like a like a, like a, like a data scientist um in, in addition in addition to having phd when it comes to infectious diseases because everybody on twitter has that oh, yeah. and, um and they, and they know how to diagnose cte yeah, yeah, yeah. CTE again, which is not diagnosed in, in living people, but uh, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So, a lot of scientists on Twitter for people who have got C's and D's um, in in biology and, and physics and all that good stuff um, in high school. But forget all that stuff. We have some positive stuff to talk about on this edition of the. Now Brushing we got to talk about a guy who ended yes. up with like completing his freshman year of yes. quarterbacking with a B. A man who has a passing grade and he is moving on. One Jalen F. Hurts, your QB one of the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, he is officially, it is official, official after 17 weeks. Didn't even need 18 weeks. After 17 weeks, my man passed. Doesn't need to worry about the final. He's got enough credit. He's got enough uh, points in the bucket to not even worry about the final. He has passed uh, his freshman year. We'll move on to sophomore year. We will talk about him and the Eagles who are heading to the postseason this year. They're getting a letter from Roger which Goodell. Great, which sounds insane. Like, because, of of course, you have all these prognostics, like these Twitter prognostics. Because all these people are doing are just being their, their usual optimistic crazy selves. They're like, oh, man, I had nine months. It's like, nah. Now, you just – are just a, a Joe Eagles fan wanted to be positive. There was nothing, and I mean nothing, that if you broke it down like we do to say, mm-hmm. yeah, this team was going to go nine and eight. Come on. 
Yeah, like if you were saying nine and eight at the beginning, well, like we'll talk about that in a second. Oh, because because I, I, I do want to address that. But yeah, we will talk about the Eagles making the playoffs, nine wins, heading nine wins with a game in in the in the tank because they could win ten. But again, we'll see what happens this Saturday uh, when the Eagles face off. I guess I should say tonight as the Eagles face off against the Dallas Cowboys in the um, in the final game of the regular season. Of course, we have some other stuff to talk about in the NFL, including one Antonio F. Brown. Um, you can believe whoever you want to believe. Um, but there's a lot of information and a lot of smoke on both sides. So we will discuss that. We will also discuss the Sixers winning streak because as we record this, the Sixers have won five games in a row, last two games without a point guard. Uh, we will discuss what's going on with the Sixers. Hasn't that been the whole season? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, without a point guard at all. I mean, like they, they, <laughs> they, they don't they don't have a, an actual point guard, PG, a guy with a PG, like you would say, a guy with a PG next to his name on the roster. Um, that's currently on the roster um, that is not in health and safety protocol. So we will discuss the Sixers um, and, of course, the Tobias Harris stuff, although I really don't have a lot to say about that. And plenty of news in the wrestling front, um, especially in WWE. We'll get to all that on this edition of the Broad Street Line. The question is, who's left employed? No, that's good. That's very good. That is the question. So as we always say, sit back, relax, take a ride on the Broad Street Line. The future Sports Talk Radio has finally arrived. Any shout-outs, my friend? No, no, let's just say happy new year to everyone and just to stay safe out there in those streets. Absolutely. Please, please, everybody out there, stay safe, you know, mask up, get vaccinated if you can, get boosted if you can. Um, again, please do your do your best to stay safe, stay vigilant, and kind of help us kind of get through this pandemic. And while you're doing that, please do us a solid listen to us wherever you get your podcasts or radio shows, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Player.fm. Uh, YouTube Music, Spotify, Spreaker. Just do a search for the Broad Street Line. Download us to your phone, your computer, your MP3-enabled device. Listen at home. Take us with you on the go. Again, subscribe to us wherever you get your stuff. Or if you're in Philadelphia, you can listen to us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on 106.5 FM, WPPMLP Philadelphia. Or if you're not in Philly, just download the TuneIn app or go to TuneIn.com. Search for the Philly Camp Station, and you will listen to – you can hear Chris and I – every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern, wherever you are, as we do our Broad Street Line thing. And while you're doing that, please give us a follow on the Twitter machine. He is at SKD215. I am at the BS line. Obviously, tonight we'll be talking Eagles-Cowboys. Whoever's playing, it doesn't really matter. We'll be discussing that. What else are you talking about this weekend, my friend? Um, I think I'm just, like, because because I feel that, I know that this, like, week 18 season has been, like, I don't know, like, talked about of its validity. I don't know. I don't know how to feel. Like, I, I mean, there aren't that many games. Like, I, well, there's one game. Like, I, I don't know. Like, thankfully, there's a winner-take-all game week right. 18. But, I mean, like, all the fantasy seasons are over. I failed miserably in those. So, I like, I, I think it's just going to be Eagles and – oh, 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 no. I, I know what I've been doing. Is I've been uh, mock drafting myself, figuring Ooh. out because that's what I'm on now. Because I like that anything, anything to not be on the bird app, and just like I don't like because I feel that this Eagles run has revitalized me in terms of what to expect from this team. Like I, crap, seven months ago, people like me and every most people were down. Like they're saying, no, it's gonna take. Three years to build this team up. But I think the Eagles are the perfect example of if you do it competently, not even great, not even if, if, 
if you have one good offseason, you're back on the up and up. So I I feel the need to get our guys some pass rushers. So that's what I'm going to be doing this weekend, trying to find pass rushers and linebackers. Yeah, so follow him on Twitter again, at SKD215. I will, be, I will not be doing that because, again, I'm not there yet. I'm not in that mindset to do that until, again, the, the season is officially over, which, again, it could be in a couple of weeks, but you never know with that. But um, I will sadly be lamenting the final week of one NFL red zone uh, because, again, we got an extra week this year. But like you like Chris said, you know, there's not that much, you know, not, not that much, not a whole lot on the line uh, when it comes to the Eagles. Again, there's playoff matchups and things like that. But the winner-take-all game is at night, so it's not going to be on the NFL red zone. So I will just enjoy the dulcet tones of one Scott Hansen for seven hours of <laughs> NFL action for the final uh, game, uh, final week of the 2021 season. But let's talk some Eagles because, again, we're talking football, we're talking Eagles, and we're talking about the team that, again, a lot of people – so I think we were like, we, I think you and I were like seven wins, maybe eight if they get lucky, if something breaks know, right or something six, like that. Seven. I was, I was. You talked me out of six. You talked me out of six. Cause you, cause we said, we both said six. We're like, six doesn't sound right. Like six is goofy. So I think we settled on seven. And I think we, I think we could have said maybe they fall into eight by accident. But, 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 <laughs> but not to defend our prognostications, we had no idea that, that, that this NFL would just be so full of, I would say parody. I would say trash or mediocrity. Like trash. I don't know. Like and they, like you really need to be a terrible team. I mean, a be like a no hope for the future, <laughs> hope for the future franchise. If you don't have six wins, seriously. I didn't realize how bad like these like these teams in the NFL really were. Like like the Eagles. Have eight wins. Have nine. Excuse me. Have 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 nine wins this season. They haven't beaten. They haven't beaten a good team. Like they have no, not beaten well, a no, good team all year. Well, more importantly, they haven't played a complete game. Haven't played a complete game all. Well, again, I guess we can argue the Atlanta game, but whatever. Like it doesn't really matter. Like that was week was one. The Denver, <laughs> was the Denver game a complete game? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I don't think so was either. The, was the New Orleans game? Uh, uh, Absolutely no, not. I, no. I, no. No. I think I think it's just the Atlanta game. I mean, that's it. But even that. I mean, that was week one. And so, I mean, but I think that shows that you don't need to be a good team to make the playoffs because I don't think that you could say the Eagles are by any definition a good team. They're an average yeah. team that took advantage of of the current NFL landscape. And that's that's what I think. I know for me going forward, that's what I'm gonna how I'm gonna kind of predict seasons from now on. It's like not whether or not you're a good team or a bad team, whatever like that. Are you better than enough of these bad teams that you can slide into that seven seed? Because again, like seven seeds, like I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, because the seven seed is a new thing, a newish thing in the NFL. I'm going to tell you right now, 10 years from now, we're going to go back and look at all these seven seeds. And we're going to say, you know what? Most of these teams stunk. All right, these are just bad teams, but they're just better than everybody else. So they got in. And but, that's what happened with the Eagles. This, but in this era, would you bet against the seven seed winning a game? I wouldn't. No, not at all. Not at all. And look, look the Philadelphia football Eagles could win as a seven seed this year. And I wouldn't be surprised uh, given the matchup. Now the Eagles got of course into the playoffs with their 20 to 16 win over the Washington football team uh, this past weekend. Eagles trailed in the first half shocking uh, once again, 16 to seven. Uh, the second time they trailed to the Washington football team at halftime this year, a different quarterback, but same outcome uh, because the Eagles again, went on a 13, nothing run in the second half 
to win the game 20 to 16. Again, we're not going to legislate the game. The game really doesn't matter at this point, unless you want to rip Jonathan Gannon, you know, for not blitzing at all in the first half. But oh my God, people need to stop with Jonathan Gannon. Jesus Christ. Well, look, like, listen. Well, here's the thing. They had the the, uh, the Washington football team had four drives in the first half. Touchdown, field goal, field goal, field goal. All right? Like, that's not good. It's not good. But if you look at the second half, what happened? Nothing. 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 Like, I, I choose to look at the totality of a game. Okay. Like, if you suck for four quarters, I'll rep you. But, I, I mean, I don't – I don't think Jonathan Gannon and I don't think these defensive coaches have gotten enough credit for maximizing the talent on this team and factoring in that the defensive line has underachieved. I like, I, I mean, like, and, and now all these like stats are coming in about like, like pass rush win rate times double team. Like, I still have no idea how this team, like, like, and one boy, like this, this team went into the season with the secondary being arguably the biggest question mark of the entire team. Mm-hmm. I can argue that it might be the best unit on like other than offensive line, the best unit on the team. Your secondary is your best defensive unit by far. Like, I got, I even think it's close. Like your secondary has carried you and, on defense. And, and, and wasn't the, the, I guess the information coming in about Jonathan Gannon was he was a DB whisper. Mm-hmm. I think that's been, I think that's been proven correct. I mean, like this is the same, cast of Bumps. mediocres that like, NFL <laughs> have been on the team. Avante Maddox was bad for like a year and a half. You signed your backup corner. You signed your CB2 like by Labor Day. And, right. Like you got Anthony Harris on it. Like I, I said, like, I don't know. Like the reason why I picked this team not to be good was I didn't think that a lot of these, that most of these prove it, like these prove it deals would work. I, I mean, and I'm happily mistaken because did the Ryan Kerrigan deal work? No. Did the Eric Wilson deal work? No. But the Anthony Harris deal was decent. And Steven Nelson has far exceeded your yeah. expectations as a CB2 who was who was signed August the 20th. So, and one, like, guys, and I don't know if this has been talked about enough, but there's a lot of defensive players on this team that are playing their best ball under this coach. I mean, Avante Maddox, this is the best Avante Maddox has ever looked. I mean, Marcus Epps was a borderline NFL player. And, I, I mean, he was getting burned. So, I like, I think this defensive staff deserves – and the players too. Like, I don't know if we're kind of, like, in the midst of learning a new scheme, not giving up big plays. Because wasn't that the Achilles heel of this team for the last two years? Mm-hmm. Just could just, – just give it – like, one, no, I, I think we've said it. I, I mean, they couldn't get big plays on offense and they couldn't stop big plays but you know what the difference is this year somehow they're they're one of the better teams in explosive plays don't ask me how (laughs) um just to go back to the defense for a second i'm kind of torn because again it's the before the season i think you know you and i were kind of in agreement that in terms of talent you know this team is probably like a bottom third of the nfl in terms of talent like they weren't like they're not like bad bad but i mean they were they're bottom third in talent yeah no because they Unproven linebackers, well, beyond unproven linebackers. I mean, like uh, a second, a, a secondary, like I don't know, put together by like by like I don't know those rip cords and, <laughs> and and a defensive line that that has underachieved for a couple of years. What's crazy is I think the defensive line still underachieved, and they were a upper half 
defense. That doesn't yeah. make like because when I look at all these stats and like you take stats, I will see stats plus TV equals what in educated opinion. We watch all the games. We watch that like I don't know this this defensive coordinator likes to stay conservative for these amount of like to start the game. I think he likes to feel out the game, see like I don't know what's happening, and then kind of adjust. And I th- and that's led to an upper half defense. So I don't know what like I don't know what like other than the defensive line not getting sacks, but they're but they're winning their rushes. So I don't these numbers are befuddling me, Lloyd. Befuddling. <laughs> That, that's why I'm saying like, I'm not sure what to think about any of this stuff because it's like, yes, like I don't think they have a lot of talent, but they have nine wins. And like you said, like they, you know, their, their stats are in some ways very impressive, but again, those nine wins came against nine bad teams. So I don't know, like if you ask me today, is Jonathan Gannon a good DC? I don't know if the answer is yes. I don't, I mean, I'm, I don't know if the answer is no. If you ask me if Nick Sirianni is a good coach, I don't know. But I mean, uh-huh. he did a pretty good. He did a pretty good job in getting these guys motivated. So I know I have, I have more information on that than I do on Jonathan Gannon. Because I'm willing to say, like, if you take more talent, even plus a a a more difficult schedule, I think Jonathan Gannon will will prove will will prove people wrong. I and I think the same with Sirianni. I, I mean, like, like. You just like they were two and five. Like right. they could have easily. This is a. This is not a young team. I, I mean, you got some young guys, but a lot of holdovers from that Super Bowl. They could have easily tuned this dude out after that flower analogy, but they didn't. So I, I mean, like obviously, what he has said or not said or kind of like the way he managed the team gives you hope that like I don't know like because I after season one I didn't think I would have hope. I thought I would. I'd feel one way or the like. No, I think I would feel very neutral, or I'd be like, "This guy sucks." Like, I don't know. Like, like we're we're gonna ride it out, and he's gonna be Joe Judge. I don't feel that way. Like, I, I feel that. And, and one, it helps to win when in your in your rookie season, whether you're right. good or not. Like, I, I mean, it buys you some goodwill to to the to the players and the fans to say, "Okay, is his tactics work?" So, I, and, and I feel isn't that what your first season should be? is to, like, establish your position in the franchise. And I think Sirianni is, like, I don't know, like, this team isn't talented. Like, I don't know what people see when they see this team. This team is, I think, bottom 10, 12 talent-wise. Yeah, bottom third. Yeah, bottom third in the league. Yeah, like, if, if you had to put a number on it, maybe, like, 22nd, 23rd. So, yeah, I mean, like, they're bottom third in the league when it comes to talent. And, again, if they're bottom third in the league when it comes to talent, when they have nine wins and they're going to the playoffs, then – to me, it's that says no, right. They, yeah. they have overachieved. If you put this in like a Venn, like like in a uh, in an equation, you would you say greater than like I don't know, like it, it just they've overachieved. Period. So I, I think, and one, I think the biggest reason for their overachieving is Sirianni realizing what their biggest strength is and riding that thing to the playoffs, and that's the offensive line. I I, I mean, but should it, but. Is, does every coach do that? I don't think so. No, uh, and and I'm kind of surprised it took Sirianni that long to kind of figure it out. But he figured it out again. And the Eagles are making the playoffs. You know, behind the offensive line, it was opening holes. You know, for those running backs and making life easier for one Jalen Hurts, who again, who who looked who looked really good against uh, the Washington football team again on Sunday. Um, Jalen Hurts has looked pretty good these last couple of weeks. Um, 
again, like he's looked, obviously he's looked a lot better since the Raiders game, but he's looked pretty good these last couple of weeks. As he said, as we said, he's earned the passing grade. He is going to be QB one um, when the season kicks off in 2022, whenever that is. Um, but speaking of Jalen Hurts, though, he might be even be more impressive off the field than he is on the field because, again, the game ended. Jalen Hurts was walking towards the Eagles locker room and um, that decrepit FedEx stadium continues to fall apart um, in front of our very eyes. The railing near the tunnel that's heading to the visitors' locker rooms collapsed when a bunch of Eagles fans kind of leaned, leaned against it when they were trying to dap up Jalen Hurts as he was heading um, into the locker room. Um, no, one was, no one was seriously hurt, thankfully. Um, Jalen Hurts kind of posed, posed. He actually really wasn't that surprised by it, which is kind of weird. Um, he kind of didn't, didn't react to it that much. He kind of posed for posed for pictures and asked if everybody was all right. But um, after the incident, Jalen Hurts wrote a letter to the Washington football team and to league officials, basically telling them to fix their raggedy stadium um, down there in D.C. It's really, again, I, I don't want to be that person, but again, it's really hard not to like the guy as a guy. I'll just say say that, but no, you gotta but you gotta you gotta separate that from the quarterback no, on the field. But but yeah, but even but he does this all the time. No, but he does all- <laughs> like no, like I said, rooting like hell for the guy and and objectively criticizing him is you can do both. You can do both. Look like a racist slash sellout. Like you I, can do both. Like no, and and I'm willing to give the dude flowers whenever he does well. Like I mean, like he. Last week was the was the game. I didn't see many plays. He didn't leave much meat on the bone right. in the last game. I right. don't like and, and and he didn't throw a lot of touchdowns. He didn't throw any touchdowns. He didn't throw any touchdowns. Like, he didn't throw really hard yards, but he didn't leave plays on the field. And that for me is what I'm looking for in improvement from Jalen Hurts next year. Like I don't know, like like just go through your progressions. Like I don't like like we said. Are you gonna hit? Every, are you gonna hit one hundred percent of your the right progressions? No. Do you want to see him be better than forty percent? Yes. No, I mean Jalen Hurts again did what he had to do these last few weeks to kind of guide the ship into the playoffs. And again, we want to see that you know fifteen percent, whatever whatever percentage you want to put on it, that progression from Jalen Hurts this year. I mean next year, maybe we'll see it in the in the playoffs. Who knows? Um, but again, like we, we were seeing, you know, uh, the evolution of a quarterback and he's, he's made enough strides these last few weeks again, to, to kind of get that passing grade, you know, for the season, will he see, will we see anything more from Jalen Hurts until, until the playoffs TBD, because as we're recording this, um, still no word on whether the Eagles are going to try to take this game week 18 game seriously against the Cowboys. I would think that they would not and rest everybody up considering that you have like 7,000 guys on the COVID list, which is kind of, which is kind of crazy that it happened immediately after uh, the Washington game, the Monday after the game against Washington, um, 12 players, I believe went on the COVID list, including Fletcher Cox, Dallas Goddard, Jason Kelsey, Rodney McLeod, Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, Nate Herbig and Alex Singleton among others. Um, so I can't imagine. And again, the NFL has new rules. So those guys could be available in time for Saturday's game. But I can't imagine, given that, and then given the injuries that you already have to guys like Miles Sanders and Landon Dickinson, I can't imagine that the Eagles would go full bore in this game. Would 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 you would you try to play this game like it's a regular game? Okay. No, like there's no such. There aren't for me. The risk of, I don't know, like the reward of being a six seed, is it worth? Like I don't know, like just the. The, the risk of, like, I don't know, injuring a player, like, and with the COVID situation, but I think at the beginning of the season, we said, like, I don't know, like, 
the Eagles did not lose any players to COVID during a an important game, period. And I, I think like we we said that like maybe like this COVID, this vaccination or just like timing of COVID like would lead to a competitive advantage. And I think you could I, I think you could say for some teams it absolutely did. That's a good point. Like like the Vikings. I, I mean like in two games that they needed, they didn't have their best running back and their best quarterback due to being unvaccinated. No, it's, no, it's a good point. Like it's it's a really good point because now that you think like yeah, because there's a lot of teams who lost quarterback game game or games Ravens uh, to to you know quarterbacks not getting vaccinated and again, well I mean, not just quarterbacks, key players because again like key players all over yeah, the league no, in this game. No, and I think like <clears throat> I don't know because with all this Aaron Rodgers nonsense, like like are there other people that are unvaccinated that that are just laying in the weeds? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is dumb enough or just bold enough to just just talk. Like I don't know. Like and like that's like it's not like I don't know if people are singling out Aaron Rodgers for yeah, no, no. jackass. Right. Jackassery. He's just bold enough to just talk. Like I, I mean, which is wild because Lamar Jackson talked about this in a Rolling Stone article and no one really talked about it. Because you know why? It was in an article and it <laughs> fell, like I don't know, it lasted forty eight hours in the media like it lasted an hour in the media cycle. Right. It's just Aaron Rodgers being on a on a radio or, or a broadcast that gets millions of people. Speaking of COVID, uh, the Cowboys are actually hit with COVID this week. Uh, Michael Parsons, um, he uh, was uh, put placed on the COVID list. I believe it was Tuesday or maybe, maybe it was, I think it was Tuesday. Um, and Tyron Smith was placed on Wednesday. So Tyron Smith's going to miss the game um, on Saturday. Michael Parsons has a shot if he's cleared, you know, in time for Saturday. I can't, again, I can't imagine either one of these teams kind of going hard for this, um, you know, playing hard in this game. So I think we're going to see uh, a, a Gardner Minshew special um, on Saturday. No, Again, but will you fine. see Cooper Rock? Like, will you see the Dallas? Because I think the Dallas, like Dallas has has a has to play for home field. But I think the home field, like I don't know, like in, in the first round, like uh, like if you play the Cardinals, how much right. is home field advantage? How much is it worth? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like like these like Cowboys aren't playing for the one seed. Like if, if the one seed was still in play, then I'm like, all right, maybe you kind of maybe you kind of do something. But I, I don't think the Cowboys are going to go too hard in this game either. Uh, I think they're favored by six um, in the line, so I don't think the I don't think the odds makers you know are thinking the Eagles are going to play hard, but TBD when it comes to the Cowboys. So not sure what to expect in this game. We don't need to predict it because no one has any idea when it comes to that. But I do want to ask you though, uh, when it comes to the game next week, whenever that may be, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. Because we have the two Monday games this week, uh, in the in the play this year, excuse me, in the in the uh, wild card round, who do you want to see the Eagles play in the first round? If you could rank the potential opponents, the Cardinals, the Bucks, the Cowboys, or the Rams, who would you want to see the Eagles play the most and the least in the playoffs? In this order of preference, one being the most preferred, I'd go yes, Cardinals, Rams, mm-hmm. Cowboys, Bucks. See, I'm going to flip. See, you know, you and I were going back and forth on Twitter. I would flip the Cowboys and the Ram, the Cowboys and the Bucks. I want you to make your case for the for the for the for the Bucks being the Tom team. Brady. You're gonna, okay, just just Tom Brady, just Tom F. Brady. Yeah. Okay, now who I'm, who worries you more <laughs> playing in the playoffs, Dak Prescott or Tom Brady? All right, so here's the thing. All right, because again, the Eagles, and I don't care about the final score. I know the Eagles only lost by six in the Bucks, but again, it wasn't that close. All right. Tom Brady in that game had a couple of weapons. He probably won't. He has at least one weapon he will not have whenever if the Eagles play them in the playoffs. That's one Antonio Brown. He ain't there. Antonio Brown's not there. 
if Mike Evans is really your only receiver out there, not not your only receiver, but him and Gronk are your your two basically your two passing options, you know, for the for the Bucks. Without that third down guy, without that guy who's going to move the chains, without the guy, because I think Antonio Brown had like seven catches against the Eagles in that in that game. Without that guy, I don't know how well the Brown the Brown, uh, the Bucks are going to be able to move the ball down the field. You've been watching this dude for like twenty five years. I know. I, Tom Brady. No, no, and, and, <laughs> no. And, and my reason for the picking the Bucks are the Cowboys haven't been great the last two and a half months. That like their offense hasn't been great, and they've had all their weapons mm-hmm. like. I saw this. Amari Cooper hasn't had a 100-yard game in, in since week three. Hmm. Week three. And, like, I don't know. Like, their offense hasn't, like, I mean, they put up 80, 60, 56 on, the, on, on Washington. I don't know what that tells you. No, they're, they're very inconsistent. And, and one, I need to see Dallas Prescott with a big game, a big playoff game. I haven't seen it. So, I, but but your, your Bucks reasoning is one TB12. That's it. Yes. That's, that's your it. reason. Okay. All right. So, and so, I think, and I also think that you you will have a difficult time running it on the Bucks. I think you can run on the Cowboys. Like I don't, I think that Cowboys defense is opportunistic, but I don't think it's elite. Like I, I like it, like you can impose your will on that Cowboys defense if you want to. I don't like it, it. From what I'm seeing, the Bucks can get a lot of their guys back, like like Devon, like Levante David, Pierre Paul. They were. Teams were purposely not throwing for half, for a half, not to not to throw, not to run on them. So I will, like, I just feel matchup wise, I just think they're a better matchup than the Cowboys. Well, forget the Cowboys. Though. I'm talking about the Rams. Like the Rams are the team oh. that I that I'd I'd rather not see. I don't want to see the Rams. Oh really? Oh no. I don't want to see the Rams. I, forget I, the Cowboys. The Cowboys are like whatever. Like, it's fine. Like, they, I don't like, trust that Stafford. I and, I, and, I I I get and it. I'm a Stafford fan. Right. And one like. I don't like. I think it comes back to what team has the best chance to stop, slow down, or hell, even stop the Eagles' running game. I and I think that the Bucks have the best chance, and the Rams are kind of in the middle. But I feel that with this Eagles defense, they've been opportunistic enough where if they got the right amount of pressure. They could steal a couple balls from 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 Stafford. Like I don't know, like from from what the last six weeks have told me, Matt Stafford could lose you a game for the Rams. I think I think he's thrown what I think it was like four pick sixes this year. Yeah, um, Matt Stafford, and again, which is ridiculous. I think Aaron Rodgers is four in his life. Um, I, I'm just concerned that in LA, again, like that team, that game could become. I want to say track meet because again, they're not as, as you know explosive as they were at the beginning of the season. But again, with the Higby and with the Cooper Cup and with the maybe healthy Cam Akers, um, they can put up some points. Um, and again, like they can turn like with a you know you know their defense, they can maybe turn you over. Although I will say, the Eagles really they, they've done a pretty decent job against Aaron Donald um, in recent yeah. memory. So and um, one they haven't, and, and one I think the Eagles have done a good job not turning the ball over. Well, except yeah. for like I don't know like a couple games recently, but like right. that's why Jalen Hurts has got a passing grade for me. He hasn't turned the ball over. Like I like and and like I don't know like all you need to do is just make three or four big plays and one I think the Eagles offensive line can mitigate Aaron Donald mm-hmm. and like I know like I don't know and, and with the Cowboys I know people are just terrified of Michael Parsons who's otherworldly at this point right but you you know how you mitigate mitigate Michael Parsons run the ball forty five times no I I think that's mm-hmm. why like. 
if you if you discuss any of these teams, you can talk your you can into intelligently talk your way into the Eagles winning a game. Yeah. Yeah, the Eagles, if you told me the Eagles beat any of those four teams in the first round, on the road in the first round of the playoffs, I'm like, okay, I'm, like, I'm not surprised. Like, it's it really shouldn't take, like, a, a superhuman effort. Like, like everything doesn't have to click to beat all to beat yeah. these teams. You know, do, you I just get they, a, do I think they have a shot to beat Green Bay? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. They do not. Eagles cannot go into Green Bay and win in Green Bay. But no, these other no, teams? <laughs> yeah, no. Like, we're not talking about L.A. Like, what kind of, what kind of home field event do they got? Yeah, they don't have that much of a home field advantage in LA. Um, again, like I mean, Tampa's Tampa, but I mean, it's whatever. It's like I'm not like the Cardinals. Please, like, miss me with that. Yeah, so I'm not. Yeah, I'm not overly concerned about this. But we'll, of course, we'll discuss this more now, does, next now, week. Now, Roy, does a does a playoff one playoff win change your mind about Nick Sirianni? Like, well, no, no, the the playoff thing doesn't change. Like Nick's, like I think I'm with you on Nick Sirianni. I just don't know what to think about Jonathan Gannon because I, I still, I guess, Jonathan Gannon to me is still a still a question mark. And unless no, I they, I want to see Jonathan Gannon with a linebacker, with a linebacker core whose best linebacker is TJ Edwards. I want to see him like, but no, like I don't know. Like once again, they're upper half in defense, and I don't even know who the third linebacker is. Yeah, like I'm not even sure. Well, well, well. I guess is it is it Jannard Avery or are they still have him listed as DE or, or, or whatever? Or, 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 or Davion Taylor, like that's how like that's how overachieving this team is. You don't even know who the third linebacker is. Yeah, well, so like I think Taylor's hurt, so I don't think it's him. But like, yeah, I got even up. Like I, I'm not even sure who the other guy is. But it doesn't matter because again, they're nine and seven and in the playoffs and they're playing with house money, and it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Um, all right, really quick uh, before we move on from the NFL, let's take a spin around the league. Shout out to the Bengals for winning the division their for their first time in forever. Shout out to the Browns for being absolute trash. Um, it's going to be a lot of quarterbacks on the move this year, man. There's going to be a lot of quarterbacks moving around, a lot of moving parts this around in the no, season, and, in the offseason. Like, is this just like, I don't know, putting a different refrigerator in your house? Like, the house still sucks. Like, I don't know, like, I don't, like, or, or like, putting an, a different appliance. Like, I don't know. You got to think, but, like, for the Browns, are you just going to, like, I don't know, take your, like, I don't know, your 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 nice refrigerator and just get a better dishwasher like i like i feel that like i don't know i still don't know how many of these game no i don't think game manage i don't think baker mayfield is a game manager plus or even has no game like but if you think of like like and i think a lot of this could be decided this this week because i i mean what if the raiders don't make lose to the chargers and don't make the playoffs do they go back to Derek Carr again like, I don't know. Do the Vikings, like, I don't know, go back to Kirk Cousins. Then you got your boy James Garoppolo. Like, I don't know. And then Baker. I don't know why the hell you wouldn't trade for him. He stinks. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you, there, there's enough There's enough evidence out there that you can't win anything meaningful with him. I think you can win meaningful stuff with those game manager plus guys, like the Garoppolos, the, the Cousins. But – I think it comes back to can you just mini- mitigate their fatal flaw? Because all those guys have a fatal flaw, and it's just making the most boneheaded play possible. But I think it's like, do you want your boneheaded play in the fashion of a turtle, like a turtle, <laughs> right, or right. Like an interstellar, I, 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 or like just just folding under pressure? I, I just think it's like I'm trying to think of like an analogy to say. I don't know, like I don't know how much difference it would. Say, like, I don't know, instead of 
Derek, say Jimmy Garoppolo, say the Niners had Derek Carr, would they be any better? I don't think so. I don't think so. Or say like the Vikings had Derek Carr instead of Cousins. Like, what would that make? Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't think. They, I don't think they'd be any better. Like, I like, think they're all in the same relative bucket. I mean, yeah, like, at some point we don't have to rank them, but I think they're all re- relatively in the same bucket. Now would, now would the Browns be better if they had Kirk Cousins instead of Baker Mayfield? Yes. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, like if you flip them, no, you flip them that way. Part, Baker isn't part of the Game Manager Plus crew. He is right. a bum. Like I always <laughs> call that guy. A bum. An absolute bum. Well, you're no, like... No. <laughs> all right, so, like, so, so I, sent, I sent you... I don't, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I sent you that, I sent you that list of quarterbacks, that list of... Uh, who I forget who this was. Mike Tannenbaum, the list of quarterbacks. He has Baker Mayfield as the 29th best quarterback in the league. Like that that seems... Right. Do you think that's right? Yes. So he's I just... Would a, think, he, I okay. would take Gardner Minshew, the, Gardner, the, the Baker Mayfield. Wow. I would take Davis Mills over Baker Mayfield. He stinks. He is he is atrocious. Like like he's he's been surrounded by I don't say the greatest. He's got a great supporting cast. Like I don't know. Like are are his wide receivers all that great? No. I don't say these yeah, okay. The offensive <laughs> good. The running backs are good. Like I'm telling you, if you put Jalen Hurts in that offense, he they, they probably make the playoffs. Okay. All right. Maybe. Maybe I've. Maybe, I, again, I, I don't think. I don't think Baker Mayfield's good. Baker Mayfield is terrible. Like no. Like he. He's not accurate. He makes terrible decisions. I think his arm strength is very over. Like no. Like it. That 2018 draft is terrible. You have <laughs> Sam Darnold, and Baker. All right, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at Baker's stats. Like, I got I didn't realize. Jeez, I didn't realize it was this bad. All right, like no, I get. No, I don't think he's good, no, but I didn't want to think no, he was that bad. See, like last year, if you just looked at last year, two twenty six touchdowns and nine interceptions. You're like, what? This year he's been awful. Yeah, he's been, he's been awful this year. He's got. I mean, he missed some time, but he's got three thousand yards, seventeen tutties, thirteen picks, um, which is bad. Um, anyway, you slice it. Um, no, yeah, I didn't think it was that bad. But, but if you're a team that's like I don't know, like say you're in New Orleans. Say, and you're just like got you're under the cap of like sixty million dollars, right? And you have you have Jameis. Would you be willing to take a risk on a guy like that? A guy like Baker. Payton, if you're Sean Payton, and right now you have Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon as your quarterback, well, you're, that Ian Book guy. Yes, assuming assuming that Jameis does not come back. Yeah, or no? Would you rather have Jameis or, or Baker? I don't have Jameis. Okay. I rather James, yeah, like James is, yeah, James, yeah, James, like, no. like I, I'm, the, I'm not the biggest Baker Mayfield fan. I, just, I don't, I didn't think he was super garbage, but again, looking no, at the no, numbers, like, maybe he is. But is there a situation where you would say, I would take a flyer on him? I mean, if you're if you're a team that, I mean, look, if you're a team that you don't have a high draft pick and you need a quarterback, like you you need a guy, like I'm just gonna throw out a, well, no, they'll have, a, I was gonna say Seattle, but they'll have a high draft pick, but. I don't know. Some team is kind of like in the middle. In the, in the Denver. Some... Denver, you're trying. You fine, De- Denver. This. Yeah, Denver. Been, Denver's you've fine. You've been playing yeah. this, this yeah. terrible game forever. Denver's I don't it. know. You've just been like, since since no neck Peyton, right. you've had just the worst crew. And we got to stop with Teddy Bridgewater. Amazing dude. He stinks. He's not. Yeah. He's, not <laughs> he's, he's a backup quarterback. Yeah. But, he's lo- I, yeah, I he's, mean, yeah. but if you're can't, but if you've got a supporting cast, you've got two really good running backs. You got a young bull receiving crew. Are you telling yourself, are you the GM? You're like, 
uh, will we re- be willing to pick Kenny Pickett or or one of these bumps like that are in the Malik Willis or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Or would we rather take have a eighteen million dollar quarterback in Baker Mayfield and give him an oh? But I guess the flip side is, what are you willing to give up for a Baker Mayfield? You willing to give up the second round? Are you willing no. to give up what, what what the what the Panthers gave up for Sam Darnold? They gave up a second round pick. No, I'm not, I'm not doing okay. that. Not for Baker. No, 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 no. No, the Browns have to move on from Baker. All right, like, like they have no leverage in this. They can't run but this if you dude think back about out. It, like, no, like I don't know. Like you saw what the going rate was for quarterbacks that were abysmal to last last season. That's a good point. The Eagles got a first and third for Carson Wentz. That's a good. That's a good point. That's a good point. And, and Carson and Wentz was the worst quarterback later, in the league. They still don't know he's any good. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Now, that's a good point. Now, would you put now? Would you put Carson Wentz in emphatically in the game manager plus category? I would, yeah, I would. Okay, I would, yeah, yeah. He's game manager plus again. He will, he will make a, he will make a goofy mistake, like a goofy pick or goofy home fumble. But is but, now is he is he number like is he is he like all right? Because I I really feel like this this crew is like the like I don't know the the unfat five. Like I don't know, like I don't know, like like. These are the dudes that get discussed the most out of the league because people, every team is terrified. Like every team that tries to trade for them is terrified of them because they don't, because they see the good, but they see the bad. And I guess you're going to have what, 10 teams vying for these, or four guys? Yeah, I'm going to say like, there's going to be 10 or 12 teams looking for a quarterback this year. If you're um, Washington, are you, like, I don't know, are you talking yourself into. Not Kirk Cousins, they can't bring him back. But like I don't know. Say like James Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Would you say, yo, he is an infinite or he is a a worthwhile replace like improvement over Taylor Heineken? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, but there's no, gonna be, yeah. no, Jimmy's gonna Jimmy's gonna get wooed, man. Like yeah. but but I've seen enough games where he just just just, 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 goes, just goes, yeah. goes just wet crazy. the bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, but I think it, it's We've seen every one of these dudes. Like I don't know, and I and it's still. I mean, you got the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, I, and, and I see enough from Derek Carr sometimes. But to say, okay, if you put the right core around him, he could get you. He he could do big things for you. But man, then sometimes I'm like, they're just just puffing up. Just no, <laughs> like no. I think it's these dudes don't handle pressure well. I think that's the game manager plus the calling card is. When things get tough, or like when pressures ramp, they just kind of falter. Like I don't know. We're like because you see some quarterbacks, they just don't flinch. Like Jalen Hurts doesn't flinch a lot, yeah. or Russell Wilson. So no, I'm interested to see where all four of these dudes because I think all these dudes are, are on different teams next year. No, it's it's going to be again. This offseason is going to be really crazy uh, when it comes to quarterback movement. And again, we'll we'll kind of see how it all shakes out. Um, in a few months. But before we move on from the NFL, we do want to take a moment uh, to remember um, the life and the legacy of one John Madden who passed away earlier this week at the age of 85. Again, a lot of the passion that, again, you just heard Chris Chris have, you know, for the game of football, a lot of, a lot of reasons why. Yeah, yeah, a lot of... <laughs> I really think the, the 90s, the 1990s were a perfect storm of just, of, I don't know, like the other sports not stepping up, and then the nineties you and you just had these great teams, like I don't know, you had Dallas, you had San Francisco, and then you had the great players. You had Montana, you had Favre, you had Barry Sanders, and then you had the voice 
that was talking about these dudes. Like, I, 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 and then, and then the video game element, you can't dismiss that. Yeah, John, yeah, John Madden, legendary coach um, who predated us, but again, one of the greatest coaches um, in the history of the NFL, best winning percentage of all time, Super Bowl win, eight conference title games in 10 years, walked away from the game at 42 because um, he was kind of just done. He's done being a coach, um, but then became a legendary broadcaster with CBS um, for for many, many years, along with Pat Summerall. Um, they later moved to Fox when Fox got the football rights um, in 1993, again, that was a huge move to put Fox on the map. Again, Fox really wouldn't be the Fox network if it wasn't for John Madden leaving CBS and broadcasting football games for the Fox network. So, I mean, the man had a massive impact, um, not just football, but beyond football. And, of course, as Chris mentioned, the John Madden football game, the video game icon himself. Um, again, the game is just known as Madden. Like, if you just say the word <laughs> Madden, the man's last name. You no, know, you, what you doing? I'm playing Madden. Play Madden. Madden. <laughs> that is, that yeah. is urban dictionary. Like John Madden has made well, like you said, yo, yo, mom, five more minutes, man. I before church, like I don't know, mom, can I get ten more minutes? I gotta I, I'm trying to finish finish up this this game of Madden. This was even before online. Yeah, no, I'm gonna say for 30 years you could just say, yo, I'm playing Madden, and everybody knows exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Because again, like this game has been it has, I think it's sold like five billion dollars with some crazy amount of money, like worldwide. Um, when it comes to the John Madden series of video games, again, that have been out for 30 years. Um, but again, like John Madden, and again, if you haven't seen the All Madden documentary that's, that was on Fox and on a couple of different networks these last couple of weeks, please, um, we implore you to watch it because it's a very, very interesting and, and deep dive into uh, John Madden's life and career and, and everything that goes with that. But again, um, you know, our, our you know condolences to his family and his loved ones. And again, you cannot... Um, understate the the uh, or overstate, I should say, the impact that that man has had on the game of football. Again, I guess I, I think I tweeted this out, but he he might be number one. I was saying maybe Pete Rozelle, but maybe not. But it's either Pete Rozelle or John Madden, probably the biggest figures in the history of of the NFL um, when it comes to you know the, the the being responsible for their their global impact, their reach of the NFL, the 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 way that the NFL kind of has expanded and grown over the last you know, 40 or 50 years. I mean, John Madden is a central figure in that. So again, no, please. No, I, I, no I, I feel that like, I don't like, I, he might have as much, if not more interest than Pete Rozelle. Like, I, I, I mean, once again, like, I don't know. He, like people that would have never known who the hell John Madden is, know who John Madden is. Like, I right. don't think you could say that about like, and that's the video game element. That's the broadcasting element. Like, I don't know. Like people, like, I, I guarantee you, like, I don't know, people found their love of cover two zone. Like, I don't know, <laughs> Rozelle did it, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, bring zone dog, like, I don't know, in, into people's living rooms. Like, that's John Madden. Yeah, and, and John Madden just had a way of kind of engaging, you know, with the people who watched the game. Again, like, he kind of talked to you like he was the guy at the bar, you know, sharing a drink with you, even though he was a, a legendary coach. Again, you know what I mean? Like, he just kind of had that, I'll say folksy, folksy kind of thing, which is, again, which is why he was on, like, 7,000 commercials as well. Because he's a very engaging person, and that engagement kind of came across when calling games, which again is a very, very uh, unique skill. So again, so John Madden. Again, if you're not familiar, and you probably are, but if you're not familiar, you know, with John Madden and John Madden's, you know, his the different arcs of John Madden's life, please, um, you know, do yourself a favor and kind of you know check out the documentary and check him out on, on Wikipedia, and just find out about that man who who, who led an amazing, amazing life, um, in in and outside of the world of football. 
Um, when it comes to basketball, we'll, we'll switch gears and talk about your Philadelphia 76ers, winners of five in a row, even though Tobias Harris is getting booed by Sixers fans during the five-game winning streak. He pieced it up. Everything is fine, ladies and gentlemen. He is no longer mad at you and me for booing him. <laughs> he didn't. He wants us now to clap again. We can clap once again. Um, Tobias is like, no, I'm just upset. And I missed a couple free. I missed a couple layups. They booed me, but nobody died. I just got booed. So Tobias Harris, back in everybody's good graces. No need to make any more NFT, NFT tweets, you guys. He's one of our friends now. That's all you need to know about how the six or season is going. I don't care. I, I don't even know the record. Like I can't remember how less engaged I am about a thing. But usually, I would even know what the record is. Like, I, like, like that's one of the top four or five plots that's been in the season, other than the COVID stuff and like Tyrese Maxey, like improving more than rapidly. Is Danny Green having one of the worst stat lines in, in the history of basketball? T- Tobias Harris being like just a pinata for fans. Like, like what? Because you've watched a lot more than than I have, and like I don't know more than most. What would you say you could point to? Are the three most positive developments of this season? Well, obviously Tyrese Maxey. I mean, we we'll have to go into it, but Tyrese Maxey's development into a a more than competent uh, NBA league guard. You know, in season two, I think that to me is 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 plot line number one. The pot most positive development um, in in this season. Uh, I guess two is probably just a continued, you know, play of Joel Embiid. I mean, Joel Embiid's playing at an MVP, you know, caliber level basically every night. I mean, like this dude's bringing it every single night. I mean, like you can, you can saw, you saw how bad the team was when he was out with COVID because um, he missed a couple of weeks with COVID and, and, you know, the team was a mess without Joel Embiid, but he's every, every single night he's playing well, he's playing hard. He's passing out of the double team better, he's shooting better. He's making good decisions. Um, so, yeah, so that's probably number two. <sighs> number three, no, I'm just like I, don't, like, I don't want to, like, I mean, like, it's like, look, they're like, they're three and a half games behind the Nets. I mean, they're in a good spot. They're in, I think they're still in fifth in, in the East. I mean, they're in a really good position given they've, they've missed, a, you know, the fifth most games in the league to, to, to COVID-19. And they're still in the mix and they're still playing well. And Ben Simmons has been at home getting engaged to Maya Jamma for two weeks so, or for the whole year. So we like, well, given, given the situation, they're actually in a pretty good spot. Like nothing for nothing. No, um, no, no, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't know. They've somehow with no really positive developments from anyone other than two players. I yeah, mean, I mean, Seth Curry's still Seth been, Curry. say Seth Curry's still been great, but I mean, like, that's not a, a shock, yeah. but I mean, it's, No, you know. but I think, like, kudos to them for weathering the storm. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But there's times to get out of the storm. And don't worry. If you, like, I don't know. I will get kicked off of Twitter if this man is not being traded past the deadline. Like, I don't know. Like, you can't do this anymore. You can't. Yeah. No, no, and and hopefully there's some movement on that front coming very soon because, according to reports, Sacramento may be interested or maybe reportedly willing to deal uh, Tyrese Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox before those two were considered untouchables. Um, but those two players are considered, or I won't say considered. Uh, many Sixers fans would like one or those. Would you one be of okay those players. with either one of those two? Um, yeah, absolutely. Give me, yeah, give me, give me one, Buddy Heald, and like some change or whatever. We can, we can make this work. Yeah. I've I, I been okay with that two months ago, so I mean, no, it's whatever. No, like someone put it out there. I, I, I think they said if you did um, Halliburton, I don't think that you would Heald. ever have this happen. Healed and Harrison Barnes for Ben and, and, and Danny Green. Uh, I don't think that would ever happen, but sure. I mean, why not? No, like, I don't, no, <laughs> say, no say you could do Darren Fox and Buddy Healed for, for Ben. 
Oh, that's fine. Like again, like I, 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 I need to sit down and think about this to figure out who I want because who I want more from Halliburton or, or Fox. Um, but yeah, like I'm fine with that. Like that, that's fine. No, the surface, I guess, it's fine. Like is 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 De'Aaron Fox a different player than Tyrese Maxey? Or no, than, no, than, not really. Than, than what you would want Tyrese Maxey to be. Yeah, no, I think he's a more dynamic Tyrese Maxey. He doesn't shoot as well as Tyrese Maxey. I don't think he does. And anyway. also, you still have that problem of just a not a non-existent point guard. Right. 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 No, like I don't know. And you'll see, like the the predominant reason, other than being old, the only reason why Danny Green isn't good anymore is he ain't got no one to give him the ball. I can think you could say the same hat for Harris. He's they don't have anyone to give him the ball in like in up like in the right spot and. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, say what you want about that loser, but like I don't know, like that's what he did. Yeah, in, in that in that Orlando game, uh, the the infamous Danny Green Orlando game, um, uh, he would I think he played twenty three minutes and, and didn't score. But I think I think it was like the first seventeen or eighteen minutes he didn't have a shot because again, like 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 the man like isn't in he isn't the you know create a shot you know create a shot for himself kind of dude. Like he needs you know a point guard to kind of get him the ball in a good spot or he needs just the offense to kind of click and get him the ball in a good spot. But again, with Tyrese Maxey out, with Shake, with Shake Milton out, with you know basically Seth Curry and Furkan Korkmaz running point. I mean, like those opportunities for a guy like Danny Green are few and far between. So again, Danny Green's, you know, I guess flaws are kind of <laughs> are, are are that much more highlighted when you don't yeah. have a point guard. And like Chris said, like you know, Ben Simmons, say what you want about Ben Simmons, but he got Danny Green a lot of good shots. He got Seth Curry a lot of good shots. He got Tobias Harris a lot of good shots. I mean, look at Tobias Harris's three-point shooting last year as compared to this year. Like, it fell off a cliff this year because, um, again, he's not getting those easy shots, and now he's got a four so not, shots. So so getting a – so regardless of whether you get him in this trade or not in this trade, you need to get a point guard before the trade deadline. You have to. Got to get a point there's, guard. There's, I don't know. I don't even know who, who it is, but you need a point guard. Got to get a point. When when Tyler Johnson came on a 10-day contract last week and everybody got excited, that tells you all you need to know about the lack of competent ball handlers um, on this team. Um, so, yeah, so you have to get a point guard down, Maury. I don't know. I don't care if your list is 25. I don't care if it's 30. I don't care who's on this list. Get yourself a guy who can run the point and be a competent point guard for 20 minutes a night. That's all we're asking. That's all. Well, that's not all we're asking, but we're, all, we're asking that as part of this deal. All right, we got about five minutes to go. I do want to talk about um, the latest with WWE and the sad news of Big E losing the title to Brock Lesnar in a fatal five-way. Black wrestling Twitter is up in arms um, because <laughs> once again, Brock Lesnar has taken the t- title off a black man and that can't be done. Very sad that Big E is no longer a champion. Oh, God. You know what, man? I have, like... This, this is one of the reasons why I, I, I've tried to take a semi-sabbatical because I can't handle this. I can't. Like, I don't know. Like, and, and then you got this Tony Khan thing. And it's like, yo, like, I don't know. Biggie didn't die. He lost no. to Brock Lesnar. He was pinned by, like, arguably, like, the most over-wrestler in, in the industry. Can we please just acknowledge this? They made him look good in the match. Like, he didn't get yeah. pinned in seven I, seconds, like the whole no, Kofi thing. I needed to watch this because... I knew we were going to talk about it, and I didn't want to sound like an idiot. Like, I don't know. Big E looked probably the most impressive out of anyone in the match. And then the next day, Paul Heyman put him over to the moon. He put him over. Like, everything is cool. Big E had the title for 100 days. He's 35 years old. He'll probably get it again. Like, it's cool. Yes. Like, it's fine. No, no, like, no, we just can't look at the, and like, can't look at these things as, like, literally black and white. I, I mean, like, man, like, 
There's a black guy wrestling for the title in two weeks. I think it was. Who I just, think who just lost the belt. I think someone. I, I want. I forget who said. It. I want to say it was Joel Anderson. I'm not sure. I think someone said in the last eleven months or last eleven pay per views or whatever they call them now, either a black man has either had the belt or wrestled for the belt, like at a, at the major event of the month or whatever. That's pretty good. Like that's not like considering the past. I'll take it. All right. And, like, that's not a I bad think thing. The same for the women. I yeah. mean, Bianca or Sasha have been like, and remember how like I don't know people kept screaming like I don't know like. Oh man, that that squash match from Bianca is gonna ruin her career. She's still the most next to Becky Lynch, the second most popular wrestler yeah. In, yeah. in the industry. Like yeah, no. you're not even talking about WWE. She's and they built her to be a beast. Like right. I don't know, she's like female Brock Lesnar. When she like when she like did that KOD the Dewdrop, I was like, what? This is awesome. Like I know, yeah. but this is just I I know this is what they call these people the IWC because losers yes. shouldn't have this. No, like the IWC needs to chill. Like, and just like, I don't know, but of course, like, I don't know, just every event needs to be just, just uh, uh, enhanced. Like, I don't know, like, dude, I think, I think the dude Kasim Famuide said, it's like, y'all keep like complaining, like putting like billionaires against each other. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care. Uh, They're trying to make money. Like, you, do you have own, own stock in AEW? Then why right. the hell are you like so passionate about it? Yeah, they don't. They do not care. They do not care one bit. Uh, really quick though, before we get out, I do want to talk about the one thing the IWC can agree on: Braun Breaker winning the NXT <laughs> title, having his dad Rick Breaker come out and raise his hand. Um, we need to find out whether Scotty has like a beef with like someone in this because I you, you need to bring him back at some point, right? You never see Scotty. It's like something, like something's up. You never see. By him. the way, I didn't realize that if I, I wouldn't have thought that 20, 15, 20 years later, Scott Steiner promos are probably the more, the more that have aged the best. Yes. I don't know how. Yeah. No. No. Scott Steiner's promos are great. They're hilarious. But yeah. like, who would have thought that like TNA Scott Steiner would have more of an impact than like I don't know. Like, do you remember John Cena promos? No, well, not really, but but again, big bad booty daddy's promos like have aged far better than again, like you said, like ninety percent of the stuff, you know, from the era that we like weren't watching, um, you know, in in WWE. But but kudos to Braun Breaker, um, and not kudos to everybody else who ever worked in NXT, you know, before this year because they, they were all fired. Um, if you were not in NXT, if you were in NXT before twenty twenty, you were fired, um, basically. So that's that's where we are right now. So um, we'll see what happens with the yellow, well, not yellow and black two point um, as it goes, Come as it on, goes man. forward, the, that road's almost there. The road, the road oh, that's right. The road, the road is getting paved, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we will talk more about the road next week. We will talk about the Eagles, whoever they play in the playoffs next week. Next week on the show here on 106.5 FM WPPM LP Philadelphia. But until then, we are out of here. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you guys. I love the Maryland Lottery's new Pick 5 game. And now, the starting five for my Pick 5. First, number four. Next, number three. Here he is, lucky number seven. The big digit, number nine. And Mr. Clutch, number two. Play new Pick 5 from the Maryland Lottery. You could win up to $50,000. Please play responsibly.